Trying to be woke and politically correct is a fool's errand. You can't do it. It's an impossible task. For instance, look at this news story coming out of New Jersey. Remember when it was all about saving the whales and the environment and nature. That made you a tree hugger. That made you a lover of the earth. Well, now today you have to be for green initiatives, green energy, the Green New Deal. That is how you prove that you are an environmentalist. But what do you do? How woke or politically correct can you be when those things are at odds with each other? For instance, an alarming increase in the number of dead marine mammals washing up along New Jersey coast has renewed enthusiasm against Trenton and White House plans, Trenton, the capital of New Jersey, to litter the shoreline with wind farms, a green measure on which Governor Phil Murphy has gambled his legacy. He wants to be known as a green guy. Yes, put on green wind farms on our coasts of New Jersey, except it's killing the mammal wildlife. Damn it, it's so hard to be woke. Am I for the whales or am I for the wind farms? Am I for women or am I for men who say they are the same as women? I mean, seriously, folks, do you see what an impossible task it is? How about this? You just have principles that are forever, eternal, and solid, and you guide your life on those principles regardless of what the winds of the current trends, philosophies, or wokeism is of the day. One place has been plagued by wokeism to the nth degree, unfortunately, is the state of California. Not everyone, you know, I'm now a resident of Utah, but not everyone in California as a crazy lefty, actually most people are not, but it's the big cities and the uh, vociferous loud few and their power and how they get into power that have corrupt the state. At the head of that stinky cheese is California Governor Gavin Newsom, who while the state was being pounded and had emergencies due to inclement weather that California is not used to and ill-prepared for because of bad infrastructure and robbing and stealing of the public purse for pet projects, cronyism, lobbyists' interests over actually infrastructure. I mean, the fact that California is in a drought and had enough water to cure its drought but didn't have infrastructure to capture that water is evidence enough that all of the talk coming out of Sacramento the capital of California, is just talk. Well, now we have Democrat California Gavin Newsom who went to Baja, California. For those not familiar, Baja, California is the northern state of Mexico just south of San Diego. I love Baja, California. The best food in the world can be found in Baja, California. I kid you not. From the best seafood down in Puerto Nuevo, if you love lobster. I mean, folks, you haven't lived until you've been in Puerto Nuevo and have had lobster with homemade tortillas 
rice and beans and uh, salsa that's like the best in the world. I've been to 11 of the 30-something odd states in Mexico, and I can tell you Baja California has the best food. But I digress because I don't want to sound like Gavin Newsom, heaven forbid. But that's where he was on an unexplained trip while all these things were happening. Just read here uh, in the news that 12 people were found dead in San Bernardino County because they were snowed in because there wasn't roads, power was out, roads weren't cleared, and there was no effort to even help these people in some of the remote areas of San Bernardino up in the mountains. Now, if you live remotely, you take on a risk of certain things. I understand. I'm not trying to absolve the people of their responsibility to take care of themselves, but just show you the failure of California. Gavin Newsom leaves the state. He comes back, and what do we find out? He's tested positive. He's tested positive. Quote, Governor Gavin Newsom has tested positive after experiencing mild symptoms, his office says. He will isolate for the next five days. His statewide tour is still on for next week, his office confirms. Absolutely ridiculous. By the way, Gavin Newsom also won't be renewing a contract with Walgreens because 20 states have said that they can't provide uh, abortion pills to those states because of those states' laws. And the attorneys general said, the attorneys general of those particular states said, hey, Walgreens, you can't send your product into our state because they're illegal. Well, Gavin Newsom wants Walgreens to break the law. And since they won't, he is now saying he's not going to do business with them. The second largest pharmacy in California will now, uh, won't be renewed their contract. By the way, I I think I I read that the contract is not till 2026. So maybe that will be overturned or what have you. There's still a few years away, but you know, with all of the, with all the crime and people robbing the Walgreens and, and, and Walgreens closing, uh, at rapid pace in California because people are able to just go in and loot and, cr- and commit crimes and not be prosecuted for it. Uh, looks like uh, this may be a case of, you know, uh, the girlfriend breaking up with you before you do her. Before you break up with her, she breaks up with you. Maybe Gavin Newsom saying, we don't want your business, Walgreens, because you won't send pills to other states because those attorneys general said it's illegal for you to do so. So we're going to cut ties with you. When maybe Walgreens was already out of getting out of the state of California anyway, you can't make a profit if you uh, if the state doesn't prosecute people who rob and pillage from you. But hey, let's go to D.C. Let's leave. Let's leave New Jersey, the East Coast. Let's leave. Uh, you know the a, a, a state on the on the Atlantic coast. There. Let's uh, let's leave um, California on the Pacific coast. Let's go to the swamp, Washington, D.C. And someone else is having health issues and is in the hospital. But we are going to get started in Washington, where Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is recovering this morning after he tripped and fell at a dinner in D.C. overnight. The 81-year-old. That's right. Mitch McConnell fell at a dinner last night. He's 81 years old. No spring chicken. Folks. I respect my elders and the wisdom that they have, but isn't it a little ridiculous that all we have are these lifelong old politicians? And I say that with great respect for those who are older than me. I'm not in my 40s, so some of their 70s doesn't seem as old as they used to when I was in my 20s. Because I'm now 
getting closer. Uh, you still have a couple, more than a couple decades to get there, but it's closer. But I mean, Nancy Pelosi, hmm. Mitch McConnell, hmm. Joe Biden, hmm. Now I can see the uh, the wise arse in the back of the class going, oh, James, BZB, what about Trump? Trump isn't a lifelong politician, got into politics at an older age after being successful outside. He doesn't count. And the guy is still sharp as a tack. Seen on the Senate floor yesterday, just hours before the accident. For the latest on his condition, we go to NBC's Ryan Nobles on Capitol Hill there. Ryan, what are you learning? Hoda, good morning to you. And a spokesperson for the senator tells us that he is recovering this morning after that. Oh, I'm so glad Mitch McConnell's recovering. I was so worried we would be without such a great leader in the Republican side of the Senate. A trip and fall after a dinner at the Waldorf Astoria here in Washington, D.C. And this Waldorf Astoria, formerly the uh, Trump Hotel, D.C., came after a lengthy day in the United States Senate where McConnell led a Republican effort to nullify a controversial crime bill that was recently passed in Washington, D.C. Now, the only thing that Mitch McConnell did was uh, was uh, work on that bill. So the Senate overwhelmingly voted to block D.C.'s criminal uh, bill that would reduce the penalties for murderers, carjackers, etc. By the way, Warnock just voted present. 14... It was overwhelming. It was 81 to 14 to 1. I don't think Fetterman uh, cast a vote. The 14 uh, Democrats who voted no were Booker, Cardin, Duckworth, Durbin, Hirono, Markey, Merkley, Murphy, Reed, Sanders, Warren, Van Hollen, Welch, and White House. Warnock voted present. They want crime. They love crime. They want you to be miserable and worried about crime so that you don't know that the real criminals uh, in D.C. are robbing us blind. Okay, once some, uh, someone who's really working for us, working hard and is shining even more than usual is Matt Gates. Matt Gates is exposing and putting the feet, uh, exposing the corruption and putting uh, people's feet to the fire. This is, uh, this is absolutely uh, great. So um, here is what uh, here's what happened during. Let's see, what hearing was this? Well, th this was uh, yesterday. This was uh, this was yesterday. Matt Gates uh, introducing a resolution to stop the warmongering. Okay, Representative Matt Gates has a resolution to remove troops from Syria within six months, but it was shot down yesterday. This resolution would have brought down, would have brought roughly 900 American troops stationed there, but failed 103 to 321. So he's trying, he's trying, but this just shows you the uniparty. They want war. They want us involved in meddling in all kinds of places. They want us meddling and involved in all kinds of places. Now, uh, the most prominent outspoken supporters of Gates' proposal were Marjorie Taylor Greene and Andy Biggs. According to the resolution, uh, uh, according to the Hill, 
56 Democrats and 47 Republicans supported this. More Democrats supported Matt Gaetz's resolution to remove troops from Syria than Republicans. I'm telling you, the reason why the original name of this YouTube channel and program was Black Conservative Hippie was because I did not want to be confused as being a neoconservative, a warmonger. That didn't last very long, so I'm glad I changed it to Patriot. BCP sounds a hell of a lot better than BCH. 56 Democrats uh, were with Matt Gates on removing troops from Syria within six months. 150 Democrats were against it, but 171 Republicans were against it. So more Democrats supported the resolution for Matt Gates than Republicans, and more Republicans opposed it than Democrats, which essentially is the same thing. Wow. In a case of strange bedfellows, the resolution not only had support from America First lawmakers, but the Congressional Progressive Caucus as well. Folks, there are there are there are some bipartisan things that we could work on that are good, like not war, unnecessary wars. So there we are, continuing in Syria where we shouldn't be. Speaking of Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's going where she should be, and others should be as well, especially on the House side. And that's going to visit January 6th prisoners in the D.C. Gulag. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and other House Republicans are going to be visiting the J6 prisoners in jail. Now, look, much credit to, to Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is not her first rodeo or for her first visit to our J6ers. But unfortunately, she's kind of alone in this, and I'm hoping that uh, more people will get involved. Now, since the country is more outraged over the plight of the January Sixers and what has been revealed because of Tucker Carlson's expose. Maybe it'll get the needed attention and stay in the limelight like it should have, and it should be. For those of you uh, that uh, subscribe to uh, and support me on my other show, uh, the uh, which is called BCP Unfiltered. You can catch that over at therealbcp.com or over at bcpextras.com. You will know that I've been talking about the, J- the plight of the J6ers for two years now. And one of the things that, uh, that I'm happy when President Trump does, and I don't think he does enough, is draw attention to the plight of these folks who are political prisoners in the D.C. Gulag over protesting on January 6th. Oh, but they're violent. Well, it looks like uh, that's not true now, is it? A majority of it, a huge majority of it, was uh, was nonviolent. And most of the violence seems to have come from provocateurs or feds or other operatives. Of course, because the whole thing was... uh, uh, was an attempt at a flag of false origin. This is what ABC News is reporting. House Republicans say they plan to visit January 6th defendants in jail. Republicans on the House Oversight Committee said Wednesday they are planning to visit with some defendants who are being held in connection with the January 6th event at the U.S. Capitol. They call it an attack. I'm just going to call it an event. That's ABC News for you. James Comer and... MTG, who sits on the panel, 
told ABC News that the committee is planning to send a letter this week to lawmakers regarding the planned visit to the Washington, D.C. detention facility. Yeah, give them a heads up so they can uh, uh, take the people out of solitary confinement and make things look copacetic when you get there. Green said that the, fo- the visit would focus on the conditions of those jailed over January 6th, including what she claimed to be reports of abuse. Now, look, in all fairness to Marjorie Taylor Green and to James Comer, uh, on my reporting of their visits, they've showed up to visit with, without much future heads up, and they weren't allowed in. They were told, now you just can't come in. Even though these are members of Congress, they've been denied entrance to check in on J6ers. So they kind of have to let them know they're coming. Or they won't let them in. I don't. I don't think that's legal, or possible, especially the oversight committee uh, members. But you know, these bastards are lawless. They're treasonous, traitorous operatives, Marxist operatives. They hate the rule of law, and of course, there's no punishment for them breaking the law, so they continue to do it. So that's probably why they had to give them a heads up that they're coming, so they can actually be let in. Newsmax added this: Green's complaints. Oh, excuse me. ABC News said this. Green said the visit would focus on the conditions of those jailed over January 6th, including what she claimed to be reports of abuse. They're pretrial and they haven't even been convicted and they're not allowed to see their families. Many times, many times are not even allowed to see their attorneys. The food has been a major complaint. There's been complaints of it tasting like cleaner. Probably trying to poison them with like uh, Ajax or uh, Pine Saw. Isn't there a famous movie or a famous story of someone... Oh, maybe I'm thinking of The Sixth Sense, a fiction movie. Pretty sure I read of a major crime of a, of a woman killing her husband by poisoning him slowly with pine salt. Newsmax then added this. Green's complaint complaints come despite the U.S. Marshal saying last year that inspection of the facility holding a January 6th defendants, quote, did not identify conditions that would necessitate the transfer of inmates. Hmm. The corrupt government said that they're not corrupt. Oh, okay. All those most defendants charged connection with January 6th are not uh, in jail pending trial. There are several dozen cases where individuals are being held because a judge has determined that there is no combination of conditions that can be placed on them to ensure that they would they wouldn't either pose a danger to the general public or risk obstructing justice in their case. You mean like Q Shaman or whatever is the shaman? Jacob? We'll get into him in just a bit. Like him, he's dangerous. And then we see video that he's not, that he's escorted and a peaceful guy. Every single, it should be every single member of the Republican caucus should be going with MTG on this visit. Tucker Carlson scored a huge ratings boost, absolutely burying everybody with his J6 footage. We didn't get any more footage on Tuesday or Wednesday night. Steve Bannon says that the Murdochs got to him, but he did have an important guest on last night, and I'll cover that here in this episode. But the ratings for Tucker Carlson's January 6th videos are now in, and they are huge. Not going to bore you the numbers, but let's put it in comparison. He had over 3 million average viewers on Tuesday night, the, the night after. He brought in more viewers and Fox News had more viewers in the 25 to 54 year old demographic than MSNBC more than CNN more than Newsmax and News Nation all four of them combined 
Wow. So he uh, he was at over four million on Monday, and then he still stayed at over three million on Tuesday. Let me tell you, in contrast, who didn't do so well? Remember, Joe Biden got eighty-one million votes, the most votes in the history of the United States. He beat Obama. Wow, that Democrat math sure is a hell of a thing. Obama, who is who's still liked by a lot of folks because they're more into cult of personality than policy. Joe Biden got 81 million votes. He was so popular, he didn't have to campaign. He could just stay in his basement. And it's so awesome that he rubbed that off on the new governor of Arizona as well. She didn't have to debate even. So so the popularity of Joe Biden getting 81 million votes, this is what baffles me. I mean, Joe Biden got 81 million votes. For instance, let's back up a second. Trump was a popular president and his wife, Melania Trump, was a very popular first lady for people that are into that kind of stuff. So why is it that Jill Biden abroad, CNN's primetime special, didn't do so well? The CNN primetime special branded, branded Jill Biden abroad featured an interview with CNN White House correspondent Arlette Sines. They shed a staggering 43% of CNN's viewers. They're already low and they lost 43% of those viewers. It averaged a dismal 368,000 total viewers compared to to Fox uh, 2.7 million for Hannity. That was on the other side of that. Even MSNBC got 2.3 million from Rachel Maddow who keeps talking about the same old uh, disproven conspiracy theories. Yet Jill Biden, the president of 81 million man, could only get less than 370,000 average viewers. Something's not right here. Something's not right. All right. Tucker had Jacob Chansley, the uh, Q shaman. But we have a question, which is how in a free country guided by the Constitution were these people allowed to withhold evidence from Jacob Chansley's lawyer? How could that happen? Albert Watkins represented Jacob Chansley at his trial. He had not seen that video evidence until we broadcast it on Monday. So Jacob Chansley's lawyer, and if you missed the video, go uh, back on Monday. It shows what's going on here. If you're one of the few people that actually hasn't seen it, let me fill you in. They say that Jacob Chansley was a, 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 a violent insurrectionist. He went into the, the Senate chambers and what have you. And it turns out that we see the video that he was walking around the Capitol being escorted by police. Wasn't that big of a deal? It's it's my uh, episode from Mark 6 in the morning titled Breaking Fox News, Tucker Carlson Releases J6 Video 17 Shaman Shaman Needs to Be Freed from Jail. If you could just restate... Clearly, just to make sure that, you know, I I don't want to put words in your mouth. Had you seen that clearly exculpatory tape of your client at trial? Of course, we know by American law that prosecutors cannot withhold exculpatory evidence from the defense. If your client is a defendant, you as the attorney have the right to see evidence 
in discovery from the other side, even evidence that helps your client, especially when the prosecutor is the government and they have access to all the information and all the evidence. We went through extraordinary efforts on behalf of our client to put him in a position of knowledge. That's my duty as an agent of the court, to make sure that he knew everything that the government had, good and bad, to put him in that position to make a learned, informed, voluntary decision about whether to go to trial or take a plea. The defense needs to see all the evidence, present it to their client and say, hey, look, we have options here. We can do a plea deal. We can take it to trial. You can just plead guilty and get a lesser sentence. That's why they need all of the evidence. And folks, remember the gravity of this situation is it's the U.S. government against this one man and their hiding of this evidence. This is major, major, major for that one reason alone. It's the entire machine and the power of the U.S. government against Jacob Chansley. A man they knew had issues, as you'll see here in just a moment. And remember, this is a man who had tremendous intelligence, very gentle, very, very articulate, who was diagnosed 15 years earlier by the, by the government with a mental health issue. And the government knew that. Jacob Chansley has a mental health issue, but he's treated like a crook. John Fetterman has a mental health issue. He's treated like a hero, even though the guy's accomplished nothing in his life. Talk about white privilege. <laughs> I can tell you if you believe in white privilege, which I don't, but if you do, then John Fetterman is a perfect example of that. I believe in privilege, if you will, of a two-tier system where those who are connected and or have lots of money do not have the same privileges that the rest of us do. So, so heartbreaking. The government knew through three hearings when we begged and pleaded to get this man out of solitary confinement, literally falling into an abyss mentally. And through each of those three hearings, that government assistant U.S. attorney knew the most important aspect of that hearing was that Jake was not violent. Jake was not a violent man. So they had to hide all the evidence contrary to that because they had a false narrative to push that this was a violent insurrection, the worst day of our democracy since the Civil War. The government knew. They knew that Jake had walked around with all of these police officers. They had that video footage. I didn't get it. It wasn't disclosed to me. It wasn't provided to me. I requested it. I filed the requisite pleadings for it. And whether I did or not, they had a duty, an absolute duty, with zero discretion to provide it to me so that I could share it with my client. Even if Mr. Watkins hadn't requested an information, it was supposed to be given to him. 
The defense doesn't always know what they don't know. They don't know what the prosecutors have and the prosecutors are supposed to give it to them. That is what the rule of law looks like in the United States. And it failed us and Jake bigly, big time, tremendously in this case. And what Mr. Albert Watkins says next uh, is pretty profound. It's shocking that this could happen and happen with the knowledge of Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and Chuck Schumer and all the ghouls around the story. How can this man still be in prison tonight? He's still in jail tonight, right now. Well, it's a tragedy. I mean, what's happened is truly a dagger in the heart of our American justice system. A dagger to the heart of the American justice system. Wow. That's pretty profound, especially since this goes all the way to the Justice Department of our country. This isn't about you. This isn't about January 6th. This is about our this is about our justice system being so compromised the very integrity and core of that which we wore as a badge of honor for for the entirety of our nation's history has been rendered a vile disgusting mess by a department of justice that was running amok a justice department that was running amok and is still running amok and has been running amok for a very long time wow and as I put in my original video, Jacob Chansley and others need to be freed now. I said that on Monday evening, real time, after showing this to you folks. We, we want justice now for our J6 prisoners. President Trump weighed in on this whole affair, truthing out, great job by Tucker Carlson. The unselect committee of political hacks and thugs has been totally discredited. They knowingly refused to show the videos that mattered. They should be tried for fraud and treason. And those in prison and being persecuted should be exonerated and released now. Now, folks, who are one of the people that are a group of set of people that are responsible for this? Well, last night, Tucker Carlson had Jacob Chansley's attorney. The night before that, the second night after where we expecting where we were expecting more footage he didn't show he did have on Julie Kelly who wrote the book January 6 and she emphasized who the real villains are here check this out i'll queue this up for you of course they they don't have access to what could very easily be ex- exculpatory evidence contained in this video but aside from the now i think around three dozen men who are held under pretrial detention orders tucker believe it or not there are some men going on 24 25 26 months denied bail languishing in jail including the dc gulag as the government continues to delay their trials this all has the imprimatur by the way of every judge on the dc district court i want to emphasize the real villains here are the federal judges in Washington, D.C., who have allowed the government to play every single game to keep this evidence out of the hands of defendants. The real villains are the federal judges who have allowed this. D.C. is corrupt everywhere, including the, the courts, their police. Absolute corrupt place. By the way, we have an update to... Joe Biden's uh, box of uh, fiasco. Nine boxes of documents were taken from Joe Biden's lawyer's 
Boston office, Fox News reported yesterday. Emails between Joe Biden's lawyers and the National Archives were released last month, and we knew about these boxes, but uh, we didn't know how many there were. So thanks to a, uh, a FOIA request, the National Archives released 74 pages of emails in response. And now we know that there were nine boxes of Biden documents uh, removed from his uh, lawyer's office in Boston. Just in case you wanted to know, the archives had not previously publicly disclosed the number of boxes taken from Boston. Talk about two-tier system. Uh, Michigan has uh, is banning the app TikTok from state devices. But guess who is exempt? Gretchen Whitmer, the governor, is exempt. Michigan blocks TikTok from state devices with exemption for Governor Whitmer. The state of Michigan quietly blocked the Chinese-owned TikTok from state-owned devices. The ban includes exemptions for law enforcement, cybersecurity, and promotional purposes. The ban also exempts Governor Gretchen Whitmer. The reason why last month Whitmer explained that whether we like it or not, TikTok is used for disseminating important information. Now, people have taken a TikTok and shown that the important information that Governor Whitmer thinks is important are dances that she does, showing off beer, and showing off her leather jacket is the important information that she is has been found to share on TikTok. Wow. And I want to end with this last news story, folks. I sure hope you found this report to be packed with news and updates. If you did, please like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Go ahead and share the link to this on social media. Get it out there. It really helps us out. Plus, uh, press like and subscribe and hit the notification bell. Also, don't forget that we have a sister YouTube channel called The BCP Report. You can go to bcpreport.com. Juniorette has a report for you this morning, as she does six days, uh, uh, five days a week. She has programming for you Tuesday through Saturday. Make sure you check it out. And let me end with this uh, uh, final story because it just shows you how tyrannical the left is and their agents. The liberal Washington Post is upset at conservatives and libertarians. Why? Because we stand in the way of future government lockdowns. I kid you not. Washington Post, uh, Washington Post torched on Twitter after complaining health officials have limited powers. A new Washington Post report slammed conservatives and libertarians on Wednesday for working to legally block future pandemic lockdowns and other pandemic-related mandates after seeing their effects during this last outbreak. The paper accused them of engaging in populist rejection of pandemic measures that have left Americans' public health institutions defanged and unprepared for subsequent pandemic. Wow. And they're upset about that. They're upset that we want our civil liberties and don't want to give governments unconstitutional powers and we want to be able to have health autonomy. Whatever happened to my body, my choice. See what I told you? I didn't mean to, but I just brought it full circle from the very beginning of this episode. You can never be woke enough. Whales or wind farms. Men or women or man-women. My body, my choice. 
but we have lockdowns and mandates. Man, it must suck to be progressive, liberal, woke, and politically correct. I'll be back later with more reporting, folks. Thanks for being here. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless.